everybody. Welcome back to the RPG Academy. Uh, it is me, your favorite co-host, the Caleb G. Today we are doing a special bonus field trip episode. Uh, we are going to be having a little bit of fun with a game here. We've already gotten everything set up off mic. Uh, today we are going to be playing Wushu. And we are going to be playing a fun little Cthulhu version of Wushu. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I've got two players here with me today. Guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh, the characters that you will be playing. Hello, everyone out there. I am Matthew. And I will be playing the library tech named Alex Niedermeyer. He is an agent of the organization DISC. And this is Devin from the Sharkbone Podcast. I am playing Kelly Johnson, senior operative for DISC. I'm a little bit jaded because uh, my last partner got eaten by something blubbery and spouting, icker. And now I have to train our librarian up for field work. All righty. So DISC is the Division for the Investigation of Supernatural Knowledge. This is a secret government agency that has existed since the 1920s. And it has lurked behind the scenes in all major world events to handle and monitor and dispose of all sorts of crazy, supernatural, Lovecraftian entities and cults and powers that be. I think it's fair to say that a lot of the information about the mythos that has uh, been released in books and movies is all part of DISC's PR operating system. I'm sure they have released careful bits of knowledge and cloaked it in fiction and falsehood just to get the information out there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that the secret conclave that runs DISC has their own dark and mysterious reasons for doing so. Uh, we are going to be starting today's adventure in the main U.S. Ops Center for DISC, which just so happens to be in Cornfield, Nebraska. Now, uh... Devin, Kelly Johnson is the senior field rep here at uh, Nebraska Ops. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the setup and the building and the operational center for the team here? All right. So uh, Cornfield, Nebraska is not actually a town. Uh, it is a large cornfield that um, it just in Nebraska. And deep within this cornfield is a small building. Uh, red brick, uh, flat roof, uh, and it's actually got a silo out back. Um, and so just this small office building, uh, and it is not very big, maybe 50 foot square. It's just got a few cubes inside and an administrative desk. Uh, and then there is also a vault door, and that vault door goes down into a larger basement complex where we house all of our discs that hold the abominations that we have had to capture. And uh, as the senior library tech, 
Matthew, why don't uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that vault and those discs? <clears throat> In the vault um, are shelves upon shelves of these crystalline discs with uh, glyphs uh, kind of circling around the edge, almost like it was spinning. And uh, occasionally there will be a if you were to look at it too long, you, a shadow will almost like breeze across of it, across it. And um, each of these discs houses a a monster or a being that was just deemed too powerful to be left to its own devices. And when uh, when Disc was uh, founded in the twenties by President Harding, when he signed the uh, the accord, he uh, he not he. He uh, dotted all the I's and he uh, crossed all the T's with the right powerful people. And uh, they made sure that this vault and this system was concrete in both a uh, metaphysical and an actual physical way. So um, we have control of these discs. We use them for capture and also for, for defense against these monsters or you know, people. Okay. And uh, there are certainly disc field offices and satellite offices all across the country. Uh, you are centered here in the United States of America, uh, but you do have international divisions as well. However, neither of you have been assigned to the overseas branches. Uh, you guys have been working here with DISC for quite some time. You're pretty comfortable in your roles, uh, but obviously with all the crazy things happening, who knows what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. There's always something unexpected. Um, in the main offices at the, at the headquarters here, one of the staff uh, is in charge of monitoring news, looking at things online, just basically keeping a pulse on what's happening in the area. Uh, this operative is named Marty. Uh, he's one of the younger ops. Uh, he's, he's just been hired in out of, out of the FBI. He, he was a promising FBI profiler, and he uh, stumbled across you guys and was drafted into DISC. Uh, so he's kind of learning the ropes. Um. In the, in the morning meeting, Marty, Marty gives the uh, daily field report, kind of rattling off events that have happened, things that might have put up a, a flag on your radar systems. So uh, you guys are having some coffee, some donuts, chit-chatting about everything. Marty comes in. All right, everybody. Well, uh, we've got a lot going on this week. And he's got a tablet, and he's... Uh, displaying different videos on some of the monitors around the office. Uh, there's uh, uh, he, Here's a status update on that uprising down in South America. It, 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 it appears to be contained for now. Um, we, we definitely have some reports uh, of some activity along the Mississippi River. I, I don't know if there's enough to quantify a, a field mission yet but it, it does seem that there's some sort of activity with some of the plant life and animal life uh, i'll do some more research I'll, I'll i'll contact one of the operatives in the area um it, it definitely seems that there is some sort of uh 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 activity uh in in the on the west coast uh it, it might simply be religious 
uprising and fervor, but I, I think there might be some cult activity there as well. Um, so, so I'm, I'm going to reach out to uh, some of the California ops teams. Um, I, I think the most pressing thing that I found here, though, uh, there is a, a series of occurrences at universities across the country, and it appears that uh, there, there are a large amount of deaths that might be suicides, but I am definitely picking up some evidence of ritual death and sacrifice. Uh, to date, I, I, by, by tracking the pattern here, and he, and he flips up basically a, a whole bunch of metrics and all sorts of graphs where he's charting. Uh, there's a big map of the country and all these red lines and dots start popping up everywhere. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been tracking the metrics here, and uh, I, there, there, there's definitely a pattern. Um, the, the most recent death happened in, uh, in Chicago. Um, and based on my predictive algorithm, we will probably be seeing another series of deaths uh, through the surrounding states. So th this is definitely something that needs immediate attention. Uh, and he oh, takes a big deep breath because he was all super nervous about this uh, this big presentation he was doing. <laughs> uh, Kelly kind of furrows his brows and uh, looks at at the young agent and says, "What uh, what sort of deaths? And how are you connecting them all?" Um, well, uh, hold on. Let me let me uh, let me pull these graphics up here, and he wipes the screen. And you see a bunch of news reports from local papers. Uh, some videos start playing, but they're muted of uh, local news and national news that had, had covered the stories. And then he also hits a little button, and each of you has a tablet in front of you. And what pops up on there are a series of PDF files that are the uh, medical reports from all of these deaths. So uh, as you can see here from this information, most of the deaths uh, appear to be self-inflicted suicide with some sort of bladed instrument. Uh, however, I have performed a detailed analysis of the incision wounds, and it's very clear if you look at page 13 and 14 here, uh, the, the wounds severed the arteries and muscle tissue in such a way that they could not have been self-inflicted they are too deep and too severe um and uh if you look at this graphic over here you can see that the exact same pattern of wound has happened in every single one of these deaths uh indicating that it is the same exact weapon uh the same exact implement that has been performing this so this could be a serial killer uh, I don't have any sort of data like that to hazard that type of guess or implication. Uh, it is definitely the same weapon that has been happening. There could be uh, more than one uh, of the implement. Uh, if it was possibly a ritual killing, then uh, maybe a, a cult or an association is using uh, a, 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 an, a, this, the same implement uh, across the country. Maybe they are... are are using these deaths or, or the blood to perform something. Um, it's possible that it is one serial killer moving across the country. Uh, however, I am seeing deaths in excess uh, of... Uh, 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 there's at least 30 that I found so far over the past uh, five years that follow the same pattern. 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure if one killer could be responsible for all of that, but certainly everything is possible. I am not a field agent. I am simply analyzing the data. Right. What, uh, what leads you to believe these killings are mythos-related? Uh, well, when I, uh, uh, when, when I analyzed the blade, uh, it carries certain similarities to various ritual knives and daggers that we have in our database and archives. Also, I have been tracking uh, supernatural aura activity in the various cities uh, that these deaths have occurred. And typically within a span of three to seven days after one of these he makes the quote signs. Suicides has occurred. Uh, there has definitely been an uprising in uh, supernatural activity. In, in some cases, there were simply sightings. In other cases, there were uh, physical attacks. Uh, in, in one particular case, uh, where, where three of these deaths occurred within uh, a month's span, there were actually uh, tracked quantifiable instances of um, madness spreading through the entire campus population. Um, th there is definitely a relation bet between, uh, these, between these deaths and activities. In, in all cases, uh, disc operatives were uh, dispatched and assigned. Typically, they have just gathered information and reported back. By the time they got there, uh, there, there was no specific activity and local law enforcement and medical services had gathered most of the necessary information. Interesting. Has anyone posited a possible specific cult? Uh, un unfortunately, we do not have the data to uh, broach that theory yet. Um, the There is not a specific geographic or... Uh, temporal pattern that I can track yet. Uh, the, the only pattern that I can see is the type of death itself. And I am guessing, uh, please stress guessing, uh, the implement being used, that specific type uh, of bladed uh, item. Um, there are certainly several cults and uh, mythological creatures and entities that favor blood sacrifice via a type of knife. Uh, the fact that these always occurred on college campuses and thus the victims were uh, uh, late teens to early 20s students, uh, that does imply potentially a, a victim of choice, uh, but there, there really just isn't enough information to uh, narrow down uh, an entity that might be the source of this. However, uh, since the most recent uh, event did occur quite recently in the Chicago area, there is potential for more information to be gathered. Yes, uh, cults are definitely priority one, uh, so we do need to look into this. Uh, well, as the uh, 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 senior field operative, I, uh, I certainly hope that uh, you will be investigating. I'm not going to investigate. I'm, 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 uh, I'm doing research. Uh, of course, you, you don't have your investigator, your fieldwork qualification yet. You've nope. nope. still got a lot, to, a lot of work to do before you get there. Uh, so Marty, uh, Marty takes a seat. He's, uh, he's definitely stressed out and exhausted with, uh, sharing all of this information, but he's definitely a little bit proud that he has all this research and data to share with you guys. 
Um, this is the type of thing that happens pretty frequently. Inf information is brought up and is um, presented to you guys. Uh, typically, the way DISC works, since you guys are the uh, lead field office uh, for the country, when cases are discovered, you guys decide what you want to handle personally and then what you want to divvy out to the other field offices uh, across the country. And since Kelly Johnson is the senior field op, it's not exactly in his job title, but it's kind of become the expected. He casts a seasoned eye over everything, picks what he really wants to dig into, and then divvies the rest of them out. Yeah, so Kelly's definitely latched on to the college campus investigation. Uh, we're going to be heading that up. Um, and the, the natural phenomenon down on the Mississippi, I mean, that's just land taint, you know, that happens and it spreads at a, uh, a predictable rate. Uh, but cult activity, uh, that, that is explosive. We need to get on that and we need to take care of that. And since this has already been happening across the nation, uh, we need to figure out what exactly is going on, what the connection is between all of these, uh, incidents and then, uh, cut the head off of that cult that's uh, leading this up. Uh, wh how long ago was the l the latest, the most recent death? Uh, it happened three days ago. Uh, have the local officials wrapped up their investigation? Yes. Uh, that is one of the pieces of information that Marty gave to you. So you can flip through that file in more detail uh, the victim was a college senior uh, named Rebecca. Uh, she was found by her roommate in the bathtub. She apparently had slit her own wrists. Um, there was no immediate evidence of narcotics or substance abuse. Uh, however, she did have a history of dealing with various mental issues such as depression, anxiety. Uh, she had a record of, of not handling stress and change very well. Uh, but with some therapy and the support of her friends and family, she always tended to handle things and pull through. Um, as a senior, she was preparing to finish a double major uh, in uh, political science and art history. And uh, she was preparing to go to graduate school. So there was a lot on her plate at the moment. Uh, since there were no signs of forced entrance or any kind of uh, intoxicating substance, uh, the police determined that it was suicide, uh, so they left the medical examiner. The medical examiner did not find any sort of uh, anything in the toxicology report, anything that was abnormal, other than the big giant gashed wounds in her arm. And I imagine that because Marty said that the cuts were deep to the point where 
when he looked at it that she couldn't possibly have done it herself. Uh, like maybe one wrist was slashed so that all the tendons were cut and then the other wrist was also slashed to that point. So there wasn't, there isn't a way she could have possibly gripped the knife to slash her second wrist. Right. Absolutely. Uh, this is one of those cases where the, unfortunately the medical examiner did not investigate as intensely as he could have. Um, what Marty found is that the wounds on the surface looked to be a pretty typical wound. Uh, but if you actually did a more detailed autopsy with a searching eye for this type of thing, the cuts were far deeper and actually severed much more than they should have at first glance. So was the knife found at the scene? No, it was not. That's really weird that they would rule it as a suicide and not have a, a weapon at the scene. That is weird, isn't mm-hmm. it? All right, uh, and this was at in Chicago, right? Yes. All right, Marty, uh, we're heading out to Chicago. Okay, well, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be here, follow standard uh, field operative procedure and, and report in. Uh, if you need any further uh, information or details from the database, just, uh, just give me yeah, a Yeah, Marty, you don't need to tell me my duties. I've been doing this long enough. I'm sorry, sir. I apologize. Uh, Marty, does your model yes, suggest where the next death is going to happen? Uh, I I have extrapolated uh, seven possible universities uh, in the surrounding states, uh, some in Ohio, some in Indiana. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there is not enough information at this point to extrapolate the exact point of uh of occurrence however looking at the previous occurrences i do predict a time frame within the next 7 to 14 days what does your gut tell you marty where is it going to happen uh uh he starts flop sweating and getting really nervous at this point <laughs> uh uh I, I i i i would hate to hazard a guess and then and then be wrong and cause uh, and cause the influx of, of cult activity and, and the death of another student um i uh, i i um come on sound maybe, off may, maybe ohio ohio and he sh- and he shrugs okay yeah maybe so Kelly will look over at his partner, his new partner, uh, and snap. Um, you come on. Uh, Alex will uh, will look up from a from a disc that he's been staring at through this whole briefing, and uh, and a shadow of like a a frog will kind of uh, reflect off the surface, and he'll be and he'll just look up and say, "I w- I was listening. I just I just didn't think I needed to interject." Uh, of course, that, that's uh, fine. You're you're being trained for field work. You're being trained for the investigation. Uh, you, up to now, you've just been a librarian, so you don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I was listening though. I mean, I heard it all, so I, I I feel like I was just waiting waiting for for you know for you to say um you know when when we're going out now. See, see, there we go. Okay, great. And he'll uh, get up and uh, straighten his jacket and walk towards the door. Uh, 
I will uh, clear my throat. Um, aren't you forgetting something? Uh, uh, yeah. And he'll uh, go back and he'll grab the disc that he left on the table and uh, t- take it away with him. <laughs> uh, Kelly sighs and says something else. And then he walks over to the vault door and keys in the pad and opens it up. And just inside is is the vat with the uh, uh, the swirling, bubbling black liquid. And Kelly will take off his jacket. Uh, and he's wearing short sleeves underneath uh, the jacket. And then he'll dip his forearms into the black liquid and then raise them back up. And uh, his his arms and forearms are now covered with that uh, that slick protective uh, black gloves that we use whenever we're going to handle uh, supernatural things. Alex will... Glove up, Alex. <laughs> I was, damn it, I was going to say that. Ah! Uh, Alex will push his, uh, his glasses back up uh, up onto his uh, nose and say... Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, and he'll take his jacket off, and he has the same short sleeve uh, shirt on underneath, and he'll dip his hands into the vat and come up with uh, pristine black gloves up to his uh, forearm, up to his uh, upper arm as well. So this uh, artifact, it is a stone cauldron. It's like a big vase, kind of comes up to your waist. It is a dark red, almost volcanic, possibly meteoric substance. Uh, There are runes carved around the entire outside. There's a big double ring of runes carved into the rim. This uh, item is always full of this strange, thick black ectoplasm. And uh, this is one of the defining, most important artifacts that DISC has. They have had it since their founding in the 20s. All field operatives uh, use this substance for protection when they go out uh, to do their work. And actually, as both of you glove up, as Kelly said, uh, the substance, when you pull your arms out... It's, it almost continues to move for a few seconds. It's still swirling and moving around your flesh. You've all gotten used to that kind of sickly, tingling, goose flesh feeling that it leaves you. Uh, and then with kind of a, a snap, it solidifies. And it forms this seamless, almost latex glove-like substance Um it's kind of like the skin on pudding. Only if you hold it at the right light, uh, you see kind of a depth in uh, in the substance. It seems almost a little bit too deep than the otherwise thin layer that you would think would be on your flesh. So now that the two of you have a mission, you are properly protected. You will be heading out towards Chicago. Uh, what type of equipment do you bring with you into the field? Uh, so Kelly's just got his uh, a standard bag. Um, it's got, you know, uh, a, a crime scene uh, investigation kit, which he hasn't opened in 10 years. Uh, it's got um, uh, a change of clothes because occasionally things will splatter black crap 
uh, and he needs to change. Uh, and then he's got a sidearm, and uh, the rest he knows is either in the trunk of the vehicle or his uh, his partner carries it. Uh, his partner will also have a uh, a bag. It's more like a doctor's bag, though, not a not a briefcase, and it will have um, uh, a large uh, brown book in it, uh, bound with uh, like bronze fittings, um, with a weird symbol on the cover. Um, there will be three, probably crystalline discs in the case. Um, I would say assorted other. Um, objects i, w- I want to say not not particularly magical but maybe weird things that that wouldn't normally be in in possession of of modern day people and uh he will also have a a sidearm on him although it is awkward on his frame still since he is not used to carrying it yet and are you guys driving from nebraska to chicago oh, totally the but, government won't spring for a, a plane ticket for us. But we're driving quick. <laughs> I tell my partner to push okay. the little red button on the uh, the, the e-brake. This uh, the, this 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 red button. <laughs> no, not that one. That one's a self-destruct. Oh, oh, this one. And when I press the button, the car uh, shudders into a gelatinous substance, and wings sprout out of it, and it takes flight and shoots off into the into the horizon. <laughs> because if it became anything else, that would be IP infringement. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly doesn't have a face. Yeah. It might have a tail. exactly. <laughs> well, that might still be on the drawing board for right. Disc. I don't know if they have. Yeah, a no, I don't think yet. so. <laughs> All right, so here's a question. How does DISC function in the field? Do they have some sort of super high-level clearance that trumps local law enforcement? Uh, do you guys do the whole uh, Section 7 fib like a certain other movie might have done that is very similar, but definitely not <laughs> any sort of uh, copyright infringement? I was thinking we had papers that trumped uh, other papers. I was thinking it would just uh, maybe uh, maybe we have different papers instead of just saying like the same line, you know, so there is uh, a ream of IDs that each of us carries for whoever we need to deal with. Gotcha. So so you guys have more or less legitimate identification. However, it is doctored up so that uh, you have clear and present uh, jurisdiction over anyone you might encounter in the field. Exactly. Sounds good. Cool. Perfect, perfect. So the drive from Nebraska to Chicago is around 10 hours, according to Google that I just searched while we were wasting time. (laughs) I was being clever. Uh, (laughs) You're so smart. uh, So you are going to get into the city, and uh, you're going to check into your motel, it'll be the evening of this same day where Marty gave you uh, the mission parameters. Uh, you know exactly, you, you have all the information at your fingertips. There, there's nothing that you have to go out and find and figure out where she is. Um, Rebecca's body is currently being held in the city morgue. 
the examination has been done, so they are basically just finishing up their paperwork, waiting for her family to come in and claim the body. She actually uh, came to the university from out of state, so her family is in, uh, let's say, New York. All right. Uh, so they are traveling to come get her, uh, so that's why the body is still I think there. that should be our first stop. Uh, I agree. All right, so we uh, we pull up to the morgue, uh, and we step out of uh, our Ford Taurus, uh, which is you know it's 2010, so it's uh, it's a few years old, but we keep it in pretty good running running condition. Uh, I'll go around to the trunk and I open it up, and um, uh, I open up where the spare tire should be, and it's actually a lit uh, cooler. And there are uh, clear cubes uh, filled with all sorts of interesting dark-colored or shimmery objects. And I kind of uh, move them around until I find the one I want and I pick it up. And inside the little cube, it looks like a little uh, iridescent cockroach-type thing. And uh, I close the, the spare tire area and then I shake the cube a little bit. And uh, the cockroach thaws out and starts moving around inside its little cube. Okay, so we are going to call this uh, the first scene here in our game of Wushu. Um, the, the purpose of this scene will be to uh, obtain the necessary information uh, about what's really happening. Uh, we are going to need, let's say... Eight successes to um, uh, reach the goal. There will be a threat of one in this scene. And, uh, you know, from that description of what Kelly was doing first, I'm going to count five descriptors. Okay. Out of that. Um, so we'll, we'll say that... Uh, We'll say that the descriptor limit is five for, for this beginning scene. Sounds good. So if you want to go ahead and uh, define those via... Oh, we, should, we should have Cthulhu-style terms here instead of <laughs> offense and defense. Uh, we, we can say investigation and sanity check. <laughs> nice. Instead of offense and defense. How about I that? I like it. Uh, we need D6s oh. for this, right? Correct, D6s, and um, so you have five D6s from your descriptors. You can assign them between offense and defense, investigation and sanity checks. Um, you will uh, basically tell me which skill you are using uh, based on your description and how it relates to your character. And then you, uh, a success will be that number or lower. Uh, all right. Uh, let me get some dice because I sat down to without it without some. Well, it's a good thing that the RPG Academy is supported by Easy Roller Dice because <laughs> we always have dice on hand. <laughs> all right, so I've got uh, one, two that I'm uh, assigning to sanity loss, and then four I'm assigning to investigation. Uh, we had you had five, so yeah, you could one do... and four. Oh, oh, oh! I'm I'm sorry. I thought you said two to say two to sanity. I wasn't listening. 
I was so busy thinking about these fantastic easy roller dice. I wasn't listening to what my players were saying. So I'm going to be rolling on my well-read in the mythos skill uh, because this is a uh, a little beetle from some other plane, and it reacts um, when it gets close to things that have uh, a supernatural aura. And so it'll start buzzing around in the cube that I've got uh, when we get close to something that is supernatural in origin. Okay, that's fair. And I roll under or equal, or I roll just under? Under or equal. So all of my investigation dice were successes, but my uh, sanity loss die was not. Okay, so you will take one point of stability damage, but you have uh, taken out four of the necessary successes to accomplish this scene. What makes sense to you for uh, how you took this damage in this instance? I'll let you narrate that. So we walk in, and uh, there is someone at the front desk of the morgue, and um, I go up to talk to him to gain entry, and he just kind of waves us lazily through because uh, obviously we're wearing <laughs> uh, latex gloves and suits, so we belong here. Uh, so we walk back, and in the morgue there's no one there. Uh, and so I'll go through several of the, the drawers until I find her, and then I'll pull pull her body out and kind of examine the body looking for any kind of uh, mythos-related marks on her body. And I don't find any until I take the cube and I start running it along uh, uh, the curves of her body trying to see if there's anything hidden to our sight until I get to the, the inside elbow of of her body and the beetle just goes nuts and starts uh, starts buzzing so I'll take a look at it and start kind of uh, stretching the skin out right there to, to see what's going on when all of a sudden uh, a, a rune that um, was tattooed on her skin but wasn't visible just flashes and so I'm momentarily blinded uh, and blinking my eyes and I'm going to have a, a a kind of after image spot floating in my vision uh, for the rest of the scene. Perfect. Cool. So, uh, Alex, you follow after Kelly as he walks in, he's doing all this. You see this flash of light. Uh, what would you like to do next? Um, I would like to, uh, observe how he's using the, the creature, uh, note. It's, uh, it's, um, note how it's placed and where it's placed and then when the glyph goes off um i'll probably be going into my bag at that moment so i don't get the same aftershock that he does and i will be going for the uh, brown uh bronze bound book and i will uh open it up and out of the bottom there's a bunch of um bookmarks like uh, strips of leather of different colors with different seals at the bottom and I will uh, flip through, flip through, flip through. And then when I see the glyph like um, dying down on her a body, I will try to find it in the book, read up on it, and then uh, make some sort of proclamation decided on what I roll. Sure. Okay. That's five. Go for uh, it. So I have to put – I'm going to put three towards um, investigation and two towards um, – What's it called? The um, sanity, yeah. Sanity. sanity. All right. Uh, what skill I'm are you using? using uh, my no too much for my own good. It's my, okay. it's my four. <laughs> uh, 
Oh wow. Okay. All successes. Nothing higher than a th- nothing higher than a Sweet. three. Under, right? This is, this is right in my yeah. wheelhouse. Ma- match or <sighs> under. That's why we're so good. Rolling at low, show. baby. <laughs> Killing it. Alrighty, so you will you will take uh no damage from this scene. Uh you have three more successes. Uh there's one more left to go. Um what did you find when you looked up this rune? Tell me what you found. I found that the rune is actually a calling card for a a particular entity. Um, and based on its location, I believe the entity to be Baphomet. So I, uh, I relayed this information to uh, Agent Johnson. Uh uh, Kelly, um, I, uh, I, I, um, in the book, this, um, that, that, that glyph, uh, it, 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 Baphomet, it has to, it, it, uh, it's a, the Baphomet is, um, that's what that glyph is. Uh, Kelly is, is rubbing his eyes and blinking, trying to get the, uh, uh, the after image to go away. Uh, and then eventually just kind of shakes his head, giving it up as, uh, uh something that's not going to happen. Uh, Baphomet, um, remind me, who's Baphomet? Um, um, What's he doing? Um, well, uh, Baphomet is, uh, is, uh, Wikipedia open quicker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your, your leather bound book in really, really old fashioned letters, it, it actually just says Wikipedia, but it, it's, it's spelled with a Y <laughs> yeah, exactly. and weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird F that looks like an S for some reason. I don't know why there's an F in Wikipedia, but it is. Ye, ye old Wikipedias. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, you know, there's a couple different languages on the page, so I'm like translating as I'm reading. Uh, That's why it's taking so long, not because you're looking it up <laughs> no, on your phone. of course not. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Baphomet, uh, it's the goat-headed um, entity uh, worshipped in, um, in ancient times, often seen in a pentagram formation with the horns being the two points towards the ceiling, the two that are coming out towards the bottom, it's ears. And the bottom one is it's, is the rest of its long face. Uh, it is worshiped by kissing its feet. And, um, and there are many secret chapters of this order. And, and usually there'll be an idol around. Uh, so, um, maybe, maybe we should, uh, um, uh, that bug seems angry with you. Um, maybe we should uh, go to her apartment. Uh, that's a good idea. Good idea. And uh, good memory. All right. So we still need one more success <clears throat> to be accomplished here. Okay. So uh, I'm going to check for her personals because she might have an image there. True. Very true. Okay, yeah, so so narrate what you're doing with that part of the investigation, and we'll make that the last roll of the scene, assuming you <laughs> yeah, accomplish it. Assuming you don't burn this place down. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Uh, so I'm going to uh, shut, shut, or push her body back in and shut the door to the drawer, and then I'm going to go to the, uh, the Emmy's desk and start just pulling drawers open, looking for keys. Uh, because obviously they would lock up the area that uh, would contain all the personals because there are some valuable things there. 
And then finding a, a ring of keys, I will go over to a locker and just start opening locker doors uh, until I see find one that has her ni- name on it. And then I'll root through there, seeing if there's anything that looks like uh, a Baphomet um, image. Okay, so I'm going to call that uh, four details. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll two investigation, two sanity. Good idea. And um, I'm going to roll on forceful personality um, because this isn't mythos related and it's not athletics related. So that's, I'm a three at forceful personality. Uh, And apparently... I See, Devin has not gotten his shipment of easy roller dice. Easy roller dice. When you want to pass, Wushu Cthulhu, you use easy roller dice. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. I should have got my easy roller dice. Um, Alex will, uh, will look over... Um, look over Kelly's shoulder and notice how he's rummaging through her personals, her her blouse and whatever. Well, actually, she was in the bathtub, so I assume she was naked. Never mind. Her uh, bag and maybe whatever else they, they took when they took her away. And he'll realize that she was in the bathtub when this happened. So this probably her personals have nothing to do with what happened here. We definitely have to go to her apartment. So he will look for the keys and maybe a cell phone because that's definitely going to be on them, and he will use his organization as key uh, little uh, tidbit to say we should go back to her room to to get some more information. Okay, yeah, that's good. Um, I'll give you four out of that. Yay, four. Come on, low Come rolls. on, low rolls. What your best All right. I got... Three successes and one failure on. Um, Yay! Does it matter if I failed on investigation? No, as long as you got one success on investigation, did you get one success for your defense yes. for yes. sanity? Okay, cool. Gotcha. So he- here's what happened. Uh, Kelly was rooting through the drawers. He he did find the keys. Uh, he he found all the stuff. Interestingly, when he. Uh, was going through the locker that had Rebecca's um, Rebecca's items and effects in it. He was going through her purse. So he found something that he thought might be an idol of Baphomet. And he pulled it out of the purse. Uh, th- it was a, a, a small stone uh, about the, the size uh, of the palm of his hand. When he picked it up it actually flared red hot. Uh, so it, it burned his hand. He dropped it um, with, with a shout and uh, he was dealing with that momentarily. While that was happening, Alex was looking about. Alex found um, all of the information about Rebecca's um, apartment, all her information about where she lived on campus uh, and all that necessary stuff. So, we have all the data here. Uh, one of the other things that Alex found, uh, he also obtained basically Rebecca's schedule. So 
you guys now have her entire class schedule, where she works, everywhere she went and hung out on campus. Uh, what Alex managed to do was actually grab her cell phone and uh, hack into the operating system and pull out its GPS history. Sounds good. So you you guys actually have a day-by-day track of where she's been for the past week. Mm. That's very good. So uh, Kelly will lean down and start, uh, you know, putting everything back in the box and putting the box away. And he leans down to pick up the, uh, uh, the image that he found. And just through bad luck or perhaps some nudging from some other being in another plane, every time he tries to pick it up, he manages to bat it farther away from him until finally it skitters over to a drain and clinks down through the grate and is lost. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly curses and stands up. Well, that was, um, did, um, did, um, <clears throat> Kelly, did you, you drop that down? Yeah, just forget it. She's not going to miss it. Okay. And I will, uh, place a, uh, capsule that I had in my hands back in my bag. Empty. <laughs> All right. So you guys have a bunch of information. Uh, you're on the right track. What are you going to do next? We're going to go to her apartment. Da, 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 da. Hot. All right, so you guys take your uh, company for Taurus over to campus housing. Rebecca had a, a pretty nice apartment on campus. Uh, she did have a roommate. However, uh, the roommate is out right now. So you guys did, from her personal effects, get her keys and everything. So you could just go on in. Sounds good. We will. And what specifically are you guys looking for? Uh, we're looking for another image, right? That's what we came here for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some kind of uh, iconography for Baphomet. Yeah. Some sort of um, positive affirmation of our theories. And, and, uh, and maybe from that we can denote where to go from there. So you guys are going to start basically rummaging through... Rebecca's apartment. Uh, it's like I said, it's it's not a big apartment, but it's pretty nice. Uh, there's there's a, a good size living room and kitchen. Uh, there are two bedrooms, one for her, one for her roommate. Uh, a pretty good size bathroom. Of course, it still has some of the police investigation tape uh, around the door. You guys can stick your head in and see that there is still evidence of. Uh, the investigation, there's still some blood left in the tub, things like that. Oh, so the roommate's not actually living here? Well, she is not there at this moment. Okay, was the police tape still intact, sealing it up? Or has the investigation already concluded and they've already said, okay, roommate, you can start living here again? Uh, the, the apartment was not sealed, so their investigation okay. is completed. However... Since there is still remains of their equipment in the bathroom and around the apartment, it doesn't seem like the roommate has come back. Basically, she hasn't okay. cleaned up anything. All right. So we don't really need to cover for our presence. It'll just be assumed that we were police. You're the senior field operative. That's up to you. <laughs> 
that's that's uh, Kelly's thinking. He was going to use uh, the book of badges uh, to get out like campus security inspection sheet to stick to the door. Um, but that's not needed since police equipment is still here. So we'll go in and we'll start looking around. All right. Uh, so, uh, Matthew, where is Alex looking? What's he doing? <clears throat> well, Alex knows that um, that this young lady was uh, a literature uh, major at a poli sci. So she's probably he's probably going to start with the bookshelves and the mantles, looking in those kind of places. He's definitely pulling his knowledge of both libraries and his organizational skills to try to uh, piece together where someone like this young woman would keep something that is seemingly so important to her as an idol to her dark patron. All right. And Devin, where is Kelly looking? What's he doing? Uh, I think Kelly's going to go take a look at the bathtub and try and see if there's anything strange going on with the blood. Cool. All right. Uh, Rebecca's bookshelves and everything are in her bedroom. So Alex is in there rooting around, looking at stuff, investigating. Uh, Kelly is in the bathroom looking at things. In the bedroom, the the bookshelves are all immaculate, very well organized, dust-free, tons and tons of books, um, a, a bunch of political stuff and legal stuff, a bunch of uh, just kind of generic art books and college textbooks from some of her other classes. She never got rid of any of her textbooks. She's kept them all. So some of the bookshelves are are near to overflowing, but everything is still really well organized. Uh, over in the bathroom, Kelly sees that the, the police cleaned up a lot of stuff, but there is definitely still evidence in the tub itself. There are still some blood remains. Um, there is a very faint outline of the body that was sitting in the tub. Uh, there's basically kind of a, a little bit of a ring around the tub uh, with um, with some blood residue. So you can kind of see where, where she was lying, where they found her. Um, so, so both of you are uh, rooting around for information, looking for things, and you suddenly hear a noise coming from the living room. It sounds like someone is opening the door. <laughs> oh no uh so i will grab my uh my badge out of my pocket and walk into the front room all right what kelly sees is a fairly large figure wearing a dark hooded robe uh it, it's it's almost like a big weightlifter or bodybuilder so pretty tall, over six feet, real wide shoulders, real muscular, totally cloaked in this dark robe. His face is covered. The hood is drawn. This figure is walking in the front door. As soon as Kelly walks out, uh, the figure is entering. So you, you both have that moment of looking at each other and freezing for a split second. Uh, after that split second, uh, the figure raises its hand 
you can see the flash of a blade in it, and he's going to rush at you. Oh, yeah. He's just, his gear just screamed cultist. So we are going to have this uh, be uh, another scene here. Um, this is going to be, uh, we'll have the same as the first one. So another eight successes to accomplish it, one threat rating. Okay. All right, so he's coming at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to um, uh, step forward into his guard and just crash into him uh, with my forearm across his neck. And my other hand is going up and grabbing the wrist that's holding the uh, the knife. And then I'm going to twist his uh, wrist out and down uh, while I connect my hip onto his hip and use my forearm to leverage him down onto the ground. Cool. Uh, I'll give you six details for that. Oh, okay. So we don't have a limit of five this one? Oh, I guess I, I always forget to pick that, don't I? Uh, let's say we have a limit <laughs> of six, because I'm giving you six. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I am going to do four uh, investigative and two sanity. And I'm using my uh, my top skill, been an athlete my whole life. So I'm rolling at five. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so I got two successes on sanity and three successes for investigation. Perfect. So uh, he rushes at you. You very quickly step in. You do this cool judo martial arts throw. Uh, You basically trip him up. You knock him down. He's sprawled on the floor. Uh, What is Alex going to do? At the... The bang crash, Alex is going to look up from the books and bookshelves that he was engrossed in and come stumbling into the room and he'll drop his bag at the doorway when he um, sees the commotion ending in uh, a man on top of another man. Kelly! What? what, what who's that? Are you okay? Do you need... Do you want me to get my gun? And he'll start, like, <laughs> trying to go into his jacket and trying to find the <laughs> pistol, which is hanging a little too low off his shoulder harness. <laughs> okay, uh, that sounds like four to me. Sure. Uh, I'm going to roll... I feel like uh, it's uh, no too much for your own good, because he was kind of lost in that uh, in his investigation. Uh, I'm going to roll two on investigation and one on uh, sanity. Well, you had, you had four. Three on investigation, one on sanity. I said two, but I meant three, and I had three in my hands. Three. I, I gotcha. Easy. Roll a dice. <laughs> okay. All success. Perfect. So you have run out of the bathroom. You are fumbling for your gun, but luckily Kelly has this guy pinned on the floor. He's a pretty big guy, though, so... He, he now that he the element of surprise is is gone, he manages to do a little bit of a uh, twist and shake judo move. He, he gets out from underneath Kelly and he turns and runs out of the apartment. Oh, mm, you can run, but you can't get away. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is Kelly going to do, Devin? 
Uh, Kelly is going to sprint after the cultist. Uh, he uh, explodes out the door and slams into the opposite side of the hallway and uses that impact to redirect his, uh, his motion uh, on the heels of the cultist. And he's going to, uh, he's running, he picks up a, a potted plant that's there and he throws it at the back of this guy's head and then leaps at him trying to tackle him to the ground. Okay, uh, that is going to be five details, and you only need two to be successful here to accomplish the scene. Okay, then I will roll uh, four investigation dice, one sanity die. Okay. So I'm using uh, been an athlete again, so I'm looking for five and under. Everything's a success. Yay! Devin got his easy roller dice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are getting their money's worth out of this episode. Alrighty, so we've got this great shot in the hallway uh, of Kelly chasing after this large hooded figure and just winging this potted plant right at his head, knocks him clean out. He crumples to the floor. And you now have a suspect. Excellent. Uh, so the very first thing I want to do, uh, I want to kick the knife away from him and then rip up the sleeve uh, on his arm uh, on the same arm where uh, what was her name Jennifer Rebecca Rebecca maybe it was Rebecca Jennifer I don't know well of course Kelly wouldn't wouldn't memorize the name of the victim because he just doesn't (laughs) care that much Uh, so he'll rip up the sleeve and then he'll take the beetle and kind of pass it over the guy's inner arm just to see if he has a tattoo as well he absolutely does uh, I made sure to close my eyes this time, so the flare didn't blind me. <laughs> that was super smart. Uh, Kelly can learn. Uh. Old dogs can learn new tricks. Uh, yeah, this guy has the exact same tattoo. It's in the exact same location. So you are 100% certain that these these people were in the same cult. Alex stumbles into the hallway. Kelly, I have my gun out! What? Uh and he's uh he's shaking his gun and uh Kelly kind of looks at him in just just with no expression on his face and uh realizes that there might not actually be the magazine present in the pistol <laughs> uh and uh he is holding a very shaky aim on the unconscious figure K- Kelly uh Great job. Yeah. Uh, why don't you put that away? Yeah, 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 I will. Good, uh, yeah. Yep. It's a lot lighter now. It's so, it's weird. When you, uh, when you went to click the safety off, you accidentally released the magazine, so it's, like, laying on the floor. In, yep. In yep, I, yeah, I knew room. that. It's, it's on the floor in the bedroom yeah, at this I, point. I, knew, <laughs> I, uh, thanks, Kelly, I, I knew that. Great. You, do you want me to help you? Get him back inside? I mean, can't leave him in the hallway. Uh, why don't we put him in the Taurus? We've got places to be. That's that's even better. Now, there's definitely some commotion in the apartment building with all this ruckus happening. So there are three or four apartment doors opening and various heads sticking out and looking at you guys. Uh, you see one person with her cell phone out, and she's... Uh, She's shooting video, but you hear her talking. 
hey, hey, I'm on, so hi guys, I'm on my uh, I'm on my Periscope stream. I heard this weird <laughs> I heard this weird noise in the hallway. There's some sort of fight going on. I don't know if it's drama club. I don't know if there's sports practice, but I'm trying to study here, so I'm going to see what these guys are up to. Uh, I'm going to zip cuff uh, the cultist's hand behind his back, uh, and then I give the stink eye to this young woman who's recording us, and I'll stand up and walk back into the apartment. And as I pass Alex, I'll say. Uh, wipe her phone, would you? Alex will um, finish holstering his gun, go back to his medical bag, uh, rummage through for a moment, pull out a vial. Uh, it's a, like it's a test tube shaped vial. Uncork it, and when he uncorks it, he'll hold his gloved thumb over the the where the stopper was, and you'll see a red. Uh, I, I want to say dragonfly. And. Nice. Uh, He'll he'll shake it a little bit, and the thing's wings start glistening and uh, and fluttering, and he'll kind of just wave it while he's in the apartment. And the dragonfly just takes off and zips down the hallway, and you'll hear the girl from outside, Hey, my phone! And it just shuts off, and the dragonfly kind of buzzes around a bit, and everyone kind of just, like, looks at it, looks straight across the hallway... And closes their doors. <laughs> Apparently, disc runs on uh, insect-based superpowers. Oh, oh, don't worry. I got some more that aren't insects-based. <laughs> <laughs> I like the insects, though. They're uh, Insects are creepy sometimes. I'm digging it. Uh, okay, so Kelly is going to take the thug back down to the car? Yes. And after wiping the phones with this mystical dragonfly device, uh, is Alex going to go back and get his stuff from Rebecca's bedroom? Yeah, he uh, he has to have all the stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous. So you go back into her bedroom. You're, you had dropped your bag on the floor when you were fumbling to get your gun out. So you're, you're picking everything up. You're putting it back. I'm imagining... It's one of those medical bags, but there are those kind of fish tackle box things that you can lever out of it so you have additional <laughs> shelves and stuff. Okay, that's fine. And, of course, everything has its own little place with little leather straps, so you put your little dragonfly test tube in the exact right spot uh-huh. back. With with the dragonfly back in it. You know, it's, oh, yeah, it just returned to your test tube, obviously. Pop the cork back in. It's not a one-time use. That's ridiculous. This isn't that cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> It's called a dragon fry because it fries electronics. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love oh, it. Love boy. it. So you're putting everything back. Uh, you have all your little implements. You make sure you have your book. You make sure you have all, all your gear. You go up. You, you, pick, you stand up. You pick up your bag. You're about to leave. Suddenly you realize you didn't pick up your gun magazine. So you turn around. You bend down to pick it up. And out of the corner of your eye... Under Rebecca's bed, you see a strange brass shape. Bum, bum, bum. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, 
then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.